This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. It's the last one of the year so we're we're going to try and wrap up things that have happened that we've remembered that we've uh, not wanted to remember and top of that list for me is the most recent death that of George Michael. It's been a cruel cruel year. We've lost David Bowie, we lost Alan Rickman, we lost Prince, we lost Leonard Cohen. How many of these mattered to you, Abhinandan? Well, um I I guess all a little bit but not very much that I'd post or really react. I'll be brutally honest. You but didn't care about George Michael? You never I held did, the I mean, guitar and swung with Faith. No, no. I was I was fond of the tabla. My my ambition is to be able to play the tabla with where the streets have no name. I think it'll have a great tabla accompaniment if someone just thinks of it. But yeah, otherwise no. And I'm standing in for Rajeshree. I was just going to say, in case you were wondering whether Rajeshree has suddenly got a much deeper voice and curlier hair, that is not the situation. Rajeshree, like all good Bengalis, is sitting in Tolliganj Club and drinking. <laughs> or something to that effect in calcutta which is why abhinandan is sitting in for her yes and pleasure uh, being on the awful and the awesome well thank you for doing this so this week we're going to look at dangal we're going to look at some of our favorite films of the year we're going to talk about misogyny in the film industry that tamanna the actress has pointed out as has nayantara another actress from down south Abhinandan has things to say about Big Boss. I have nothing to say about Big Boss except gaze adoringly at my boss while he says these things. We have ads, we have Hollywood trailers, so a lot of stuff. Let's kick off. Main hamesha yo soch ke rota reha ke chora hota to desh ke liye kushti mein gold lagta. Yo baat meri samajh mein na aayi ke gold to gold hota hai. This might not come as much of a surprise to our listeners, but I'm not a sporty person. So I'm not necessarily the target audience for a film like Dangal. On the other hand, I have with me someone who has many opinions on sports and games <laughs> and what qualifies for one or the other. So basic question, Dangal is about wrestling and... is wrestling a sport yes according to me wrestling is a sport would you like to explain why it is a sport because it basically from what i gathered from two and a half hours of the film it involved some very dirty people clutching each other tightly <laughs> okay no in my experience wrestling is more than that and i i have shot at guru Ma- hanuman akhada i've shot three tv shows there i have sh- uh, i have spent a lot of time with wrestlers it is a sport because it uh, requires strength skill stamina uh, in equal measure for it to qualify as a sport and uh, why i think cricket doesn't qualify and golf doesn't qualify as a sport because it doesn't require the kind of stamina that uh, you know you can play at 50 competitively you cannot wrestle competitively at that age you have to have on the other hand if you're amir khan yeah. things change significantly then you can do everything because there is one point in dangal when amir khan as mahavir singh fogat he's now the elderly father of these two young wrestlers geeta and babita fogat um the elder one is in national sports academy mm-hmm. and she has been taught uh, what her coach calls modern techniques and they're different from what her father had taught so they get into a physical fight like he gets upset that his, he and do- his daughter yeah wow. so an elderly fogat 
takes on the young Fogart. Mm. And uh, and it's actually, I mean, they stayed somewhere close to realism in the sense that he didn't win. Right. Which, frankly, I was expecting. I was expecting that now suddenly he'll just put his daughter in a death grip and that'll be the end of that. But no, the daughter does win. He does get tired and you see him gasping and things like that. But he was winning for most of the way. You gave this uh, film a, a good review, which can be read on newslawny.com. Indeed, the link you, is below. No, I thought it was really, I do think it's one of the best films from Bollywood, particularly this year, because Bollywood's big releases this year have been disasters. Hmm. Stuff like Mirzia came and went without anyone right. even realizing it had come, or gone for that matter. Um, it's been a year for small films doing really well. Uh, Dangal is the only really big ticket release that has lived up to its expectations both critically as well as I think in terms of okay, uh, I haven't watched it I, I, I would just wanted for detailing do they do, have they given them cauliflower ears they the do wrestlers? indeed have puffy ears that are I you know they have bulked up Amir Khan's ears but for anyone who's followed Amir Khan's face over the last few decades that he's been in Bollywood his ears have become more and more elfin and alien he doesn't need anything to be done to them anymore. Like, <laughs> it's just weird anyway. But um, so there's been a little bit of chatter about how Dangal has has been the sort of kind of feminist nightmare in a way. Because here it is supposed to be about two young women wrestlers in Haryana, notorious for its terrible gender imbalances and misogyny. And what ends up happening is that the father is the hero because the father is obviously Amir Khan. Whereas in real life, it's the girls who are seen as more heroic. Hmm. So the girls do all the hard work as it were, but they don't actually get the glory because the credit goes to the father. And quite a few people have written about this and this was inevitable, right? An Amir Khan movie was going to be about Amir Khan. So yeah, two reasons why I don't think that criticism is entirely fair. One is that for the bulk of the film, you see little Gita Fogart being played by this young actress called Zera Wasim, and I think she's amazing. She completely is the hero of the film, even when Amir Khan is on screen with her. The problem is Fatima Sana Sheikh is not quite as charismatic. And this is the first time I've seen one of these underdog kind of films. Like, you know, Chakde is another great example of the underdog team. And Is this better than Chakde? Uh, no, I like no. Chakte better. I thought that was a fantastic That film. was a great film, mm -hmm. right? But in that penultimate match and the ultimate match, you're constantly being shown how, you know, Shah Rukh Khan is moved and how Shah Rukh Khan is, you know, mm. he's the spirit that's driving them and all that. In Dangal, Mahavir Fogart is nowhere there in that final match. She's entirely on her own, not just in terms of actually having to figure out what her competitor is doing, but... She doesn't have her cheerleader at all. Mm -hmm. The fact that that has not come across as this character's pinnacle is actually the actor's fault, not the writing. For me, Dangal was by far one of the best films of the year. The other one was Kapoor and Sons. Did you see that? Yes, that, I thought that was fantastic. That was a very good film. So it's, it's been a pretty decent year then, hasn't it? I mean, there have been these two. These two. What else have you liked this year from Bollywood? I watched... Uh, the, well, Hindi, uh, Indian cinema. Let's not be Bollywood. Yeah, Masan was good. Um, th that that other film with the, the serial killer. I know you didn't like it. I thought that was fantastic. 
Raghav Raman Lee Oh Reloaded. yeah yeah You loved that one I, I didn't that. love it I thought overall I just thought the detailing Was fantastic Speaking of detailing I thought the detailing In um, La La Land Was outstanding I saw that film By the mm. way And I It's the best film I've seen this year It's still not as good As Moulin Rouge I think that's one of the best Films ever made Yeah uh, I think it's fantastic But I was very impressed And the detailing In this also Of you know He startles You know Just little characteristics They've given to the The mm. characters uh, Was phenomenal And yeah uh, But so sorry, La La uh, Land, back to huh? Bennett like Beckham. Hmm. Would you say that was on gender one of the most progressive films made? I think made? so. I think it was fantastic. I think so. I think it was very progressive, both gender and race wise. Yeah. Right. Um, there are certain things that we had not thought of in film. One of them was the idea that a white person and a brown person can be equal friends. Hmm. You know, yeah. not. easing someone's way in right. or being a cheerleader they were equal so la la land um for you is the best film from hollywood this, this year? year for sure so la la land is tipped to get every single award that is basically out there um so it's directed by damien chazelle who for all of us who are old and withered it's he's 31 years old wow he made whiplash before this mm. this this man is ridiculously talented Uh, and Karan Johar made his first one in 24, didn't he? Oh, wow. I did <laughs> not think I would ever have the two of them in the same breath. I'm just we are. saying. <laughs> I think he was 24 when he made Kuch Kuch Hota Hai. Yeah, I'm going to say Whiplash, 25. Kuch Kuch Hota Hai. Yeah, the se- see, the sensibility may not be the same, but I mean, honestly, I'll tell you, as, you know, to make a film at 24 is a phenomenal achievement. I mean, and a film that scale. I agree. Making, making anything other than a tweet... at 24 <laughs> is a huge achievement particularly a film though i do think it becomes a little bit easier when you have the kind of background that karan johar sure. did damien chazelle came pretty much out of nowhere hmm. yeah so i wanted to discuss this piece that i read about tamanna and nayantara lashing out at suraj for those of you who don't know tamanna bhartia who's obviously punjabi since she's bhartia is acting in tamil films i wonder if she's learned tamil do you know dj no she does, does she? not speak tamil properly okay. but she does someone uh, she, dubs for her yeah yeah she does some uh, but she's apparently started doing some of her own dubbing okay, not bad. this is a long term trend by the way because hmm. there's that fascination for white skin hmm. which is why a lot of north indian actresses have often come and found more um lucrative careers down south than in bollywood so the bollywood also i'd say the most graceful and beautiful and best dancer have been thema malini vijanti malabali shri devi rekha good old days <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah so this guy called suraj uh, i don't know that much about tamil cinema but i do know that he said something about i make you know i tell my designers that the women should have their dresses above their knee and the women are just there for glamour they're not really i mean he said i hmm. I, i won't quote exactly what he said but uh, one of the things he said was you know my costume designers presents my heroine knee length outfits i asked him to cut it short if my heroine gets angry i tell her audience haven't paid so much for nothing 
So I'll paraphrase what he said was that audience pays money to come to see skin basically. Yeah. And that skin should be women's. So on that Tamanna Nathara last round, he's apologized. Uh, I found all this very comic. Uh, I want your view on it before I articulate mine. So uh, I was... Is there any truth to what he's saying? Of course there's truth to what hmm. he's saying. I mean, I don't think... So here's the thing, right? Um, good on Tamanna for calling it out, right? Uh, the problem with a lot of this stuff often is that um, what if a heroine does want to wear next to nothing and be objectified? That is completely an actor's own choice. So that's fine. The problem, of course, here is that, you know, he says, Suraj uh, was quoted to have said that, you know, there are actresses who have said that they don't want to have their hems cut that short. Or and the, he and says, he's like, what are you screw it. For? Right. Yeah, so I think it's one of those things, it, this is like, Picking your nose, you know, you may do it, but don't fucking do it in public. Uh, so it's a dumb thing to say, but it's not false. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, the entertainment industry, by and large in India, uh, other than just a few films, hmm. is completely male-driven. You know, it's it's male-dominated. Guys are the stars, guys are this, guys. Are, I mean, there's just... Mary Com is, you know, one film. Or NH10, which I thought was phenomenal, was, you know... But by and large, it's a male-dominated industry. Now, in um, Big Boss, you know, I- I'm not a watcher of Big Boss. Mm. I judge people who watch Big Boss. Sri, we're missing you, but yeah. I think shows like Big Boss uh, tell us a couple of things. One about society in general and one about television. So those who tom-tom TRPs as the ultimate mm. uh, achievement, whether it is news channels or anything, the fact that Big Boss has consistently been the highest rated show for 10 years tells you what... It means. Hmm. So just because you have high viewership doesn't mean shit. You could be doing what Big Boss does. So there was this very clickbaity uh, tweet on the timeline of one of my favorite newspapers, the Indian Express, about Priyanka Jagga being kicked out. Salman Khan says he will not work with colors. Quint had it. They ha- Everyone had it. Yeah. Because so, Big Boss is one of those, like you said, it's it's absolutely driven towards eyeballs. It's yeah. one of the reasons why Salman Khan is that judge. It basically makes human beings behave in the most undignified ways. It strips you of any sort of dignity, self-respect, self-esteem. Um, and I think you got to be a real dick from hell to be associated with this show, uh, which is no surprise that Salman Khan is the anchor of the show. Uh, now, here there's this girl called Priyanka Jagga who apparently was rude to Salman Khan and he said that if this girl is ever on Colors, I will never work with Colors. She was thrown out of the show. Now, I was just amazed that this was covered in this vanilla fashion that, you know, Salman Khan had a little argument with one contestant in this fuck-all shit C-grade show called Big Boss um, and threw this girl out and said that if she's ever on this channel, I will not work with this channel. And no one said, you're a fucking dick from hell. Like, what the fuck? Just because you're fucking Salman Khan. I mean, you're a truth, right? Fine. And she was a dick, fine. So your dickishness is cool and hers is not. Colors is unself-conscious about this. This has not led to a big fucking shindy in television reviewing. Like, Well, sorry. first of all, we don't essentially have television reviewing in that sense. I think that's part of the problem that essentially in the last few years, what's happened is that we cover certain things like Big Boss because they're guaranteed hits particularly on the web space. Um, 
and so they get reviewed from that perspective of putting in that which will be popular not necessarily any kind of analysis or critique now some people might question can you actually analyze something as fluffy and flimsy as big boss but like you said these are reflective of very basic uh, drives that are working in society so we would do well to analyze I them i think yeah they must be analyzed cuz if if it has this kind of impact on television watching public it must be analyzed no matter what just like I don't know. I think he's a he's a complete uh, idiot who's done more to ruin journalism. But you still have to analyze him because he has yeah. huge impact. So, from the misogyny of the television world to an ad, which is actually far more gender sensitive than these usually tend to be. We all know the diapers ads. They always have a cute baby with a bobbly bottom that is adored by a mother who is impossibly thin and could not have given birth to that child. But that's okay. point is by the di- diapers pampers has turned it a little bit on its head oh my gosh pampers believes happy healthy babies need mama and papa 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 mama so as a meal hmm How did you react to that? I don't know if I reacted as a male I reacted as someone who has made ads in television shows. Hmm. It's not very well made. Hmm. I mean I, I get what they're trying to do like hmm. you know a guy taking care of the baby it's too obvious I wish that I mean there are more subtle ways to do it. Hmm. But even let's say I go with this is the way to do it. Um I don't think it's a very well made ad at all. Okay. What's But bad a, about it? The the performances it's too contrived there's overacting of the babies there's overacting of the parents there's the the it's not cut pacey enough at the same time it doesn't it doesn't ha- have a what it takes to make an ad memorable let me put it that so way. there's been this year particularly i think there's been a stream of gender sensitive ads so like for instance ariel has had this entire campaign of uh share the load which was basically trying to get men to do laundry which seemed mm-hmm. like a You know, as baby steps go, that was a that really is, yeah, that was a leap, yeah, a giant leap for mankind. <laughs> Insane, not a small step for man, <laughs> a giant leap for mankind. Huh? <laughs> Rinse and repeat. Um, so there was that one. There've been a whole bunch of these which are supposed to essentially sensitize. And I wonder about these ads because I'm not sure these would convince people who are not already inclined to be more sensitive towards gendered imbalances. Like, I mean. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. As a trend, I think it's great that they have ads like this because popular culture imagery does impact social behavior, I think it does. Hmm. And the more you see, the more you normalize this, you know, it's fine. So I think this is so as far as that is concerned so it's a I good idea. So what I liked idea. about the Pampers ad, uh, I didn't I mean it was schmaltzy but I kind of expected it to be schmaltzy. I like the fact that the uh the mother in the ad didn't have these round eyes of complete wide acceptance and oh, gratitude that you oh you took him. the child yeah she just looks at Amazed. him like yeah. you know he was she's just like oh please take <laughs> you know let yeah. me get some sleep that was good that was good to know good idea that but way. if you thought pampers was bad i don't think it was bad i just thought it was, wasn't very well made okay if you think pampers was not well made do tell what you thought of denik bhaskar's Yeah, campaign. Know, I don't know. I I don't know whether they've paid these guys. You know, for those of you who don't, Dhanesh Bhaskar is one of the largest national dailies. They have this uh, ad with Manoj Bajpayee, Vijay Raz, mm. 
and Vijay Raz was the star of a film where I was an assistant monster wedding so and he's all grey that was his first film anyway um but there's ranbir kapoor he, this is ranbir or ranveer what is this he's ranbir kapoor ranbir kapoor anushka, anushka uh, vijay raz manoj bajpai ajay devgan now uh, this is quite normal for media houses to be endorsed like ndtv has it all the time because even when we were reporters when i was young you know when we went to interview anyone they said unko bol dena that hmm. please watch news track are you watching news track just hmm. bulwa dena and then they current to a montage but people would say they won't charge money hmm. now i don't know whether they pay these guys cuz these guys have actually sat down there only to say this <laughs> so this is and not in case of at least manoj bajpai and vijay raz those backgrounds are photoshopped <laughs> yeah it's chroma guys when you do chroma at least do better chroma you have bloody dainik bhaskar yaar i mean even news laundry can do better chroma than this chroma <laughs> is when you have a green screen in the back and you key in the background manoj bajpai and vijay raz ears have only vanished because the ears have been keyed in with the background so you have to do better chromas please <laughs> this is very pathetic very sad uh but i i think if you have got these celebrities only to say this then maybe your production should have been better it's it's pretty sad it's also for me the whole notion of getting film stars to advertise a newspaper saying that this will inform you is hilarious to yeah. me yeah because our film stars live in bubbles yeah like amazing bubbles of privilege it doesn't matter whether they are from dynasties or outsiders a great example being priyanka chopra recently said that she had faced racism hmm. now i'm sure this in itself is not worth questioning but her notion of racism was being in the first class lounge she was going to enter and apparently somebody told her that um, This is the first class lounge. This is the first class lounge. Hmm. There are enough brown people today. In fact, there are more brown people today flying business class on these Emirates and than uh, probably white people. Than white people. So to say that racism is something that I faced not in studios, not in the industry, not in this at the airport. But at the airport first class lounge. Like that's like a first world problem meets the first class lounge and it's just wrong. Now whether it is a star whether it is politician if you're using them to endorse your channel uh it's pretty fucking pathetic uh your channel or your news platform should be endorsed by your reporters and your stories so this seems like a good time to say that if you'd like to endorse us then uh there are many ways you can do this you may please subscribe and uh make our tribe stronger uh you could also look at our very cool merchandise i would highly recommend one that says flapa all india bakchod is back hmm they are i don't know how to describe them anymore because they were once a stand up comedy collective hmm then they became a youtube comedy satire Channel. collective hmm and now they are ola's brand ambassadors in this particular in one. this particular one they've been for others as well hmm. as in It's it's a well-known fact that YouTube videos don't produce themselves. Hmm. Understandably, they're like mini films these days. AIB has just released its new song and it's called 2017. I <laughs> Come back, take your mat chala, take your mat chala, take your mat chala, my.
Now that we're at the end of the last episode of this year's Awful and Awesome, I think it's a good idea to look forward. Mm-hmm. And next year, Hollywood, I think, is just going to be overrun with sci-fi. Right. They've got a lot of sci-fi. Rogue One is released this Rogue year. Rogue One is released this which year. Which I haven't watched yet and I'm dying to. I believe it's Are good. Are you a Star Wars uh, junkie? I, I'm not a Star Wars geek, but yeah, I know enough about Star Wars because when I was in the 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, basically from my, I think, my... 11 to 15 there was a lot of you know return of the jedi yeah, yeah. empire strikes back all this and everyone had pencil boxes and stuff so yeah i mean there's nostalgia so i yeah so i think rogue one is very much up your alley how did your job once i was good at it
Things were simpler then. The trailer is more of a teaser right now. Uh, and it stars Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford, who are going to do this new version of Blade Runner. Blade Runner is a legendary sci-fi novel by Philip K. Dick, which was made into a cult classic in 1982 and is now being remade. And, and it was starring who? The first, the 1982 version? So it was Harrison Ford as the Blade Runner in 1982. So he comes back now as the old Blade Runner, as it were. And Ryan Gosling is the young one that... Okay. I presume they're going to join hands, but with Ridley Scott, who knows? He can do crazy, horrible things. Ridley Scott, who is also responsible for another film that's coming out and that's going to scare the crap out of all of us, Alien Covenant. Hmm. I saw the trailer. I've watched most of the Alien films. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't peg you for an alien person. No, I like this alien predator type I should have things. just said I wouldn't have pegged you for an alien, but yes, go on. <laughs> Huh. I'm done with this fucking alien shit, man. I mean, it's the same shit again and again and again. But were and, you, and this, and this were you expecting like this? Like, there's like gore from point to You've done the same thing too many times. I, th- I mean, you know, Sigourney Weaver's alien was, okay, interesting, especially at that time, you know, when mm. you were in school, it was like this big deal. It was, But then you did the next one, then you did the next one, then we've everything has been done and seen in the aliens. Ridley Scott is now 79 years old. He's going to be 80 next year. Hmm. Next year, he has Murder on the Orient Express, Blade Runner 2049, and Alien Covenant as a producer. <laughs> and may I just talk about a book I just finished reading? You I was indeed. gifted a book in lieu of, you know, a, a, a workshop I, I held. Uh, so because it was gifted to me, I read it. It is um, Khalid Hosseini's new book, And the Mountains Echoed. Hmm. And I couldn't help while reading it but think this guy is Yash Chopra Subhash Ghai uh, and and Yash Johar rolled into one <laughs> he tries to squeeze emotion out of you and drop and I was thinking I remember I liked the Kite Runner was the Kite Runner this uh, manipulative and this kind of contrived with emotions I, 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 I think yeah. not I don't think so. No, know. it really was. It was? Go okay. back and read it once more I, I, I because might. the thing is that you know have I, you read The Mountains Echoed? I read the back and it was enough. Okay, so we're back to the end. So this is our 24th episode. Two dozen episodes old. The year comes to an end. And here are the people who won the quiz in the last week. Astha Kapoor, Yoganshu Jindal, Samir Turki, Manish Taneja, Akshay Seth, Thompson De Cruz. Congratulations. As you know, if you get four more answers correct... You will be getting a prize, a gift rather, from us. And uh, those of you who have got the gifts, thank you for putting up those photos and stuff. We'll be put, we have already put you up on our social media, but I hope you're still listening. And please do write in because, you know, the gifts keep changing. This week, since we were talking about the future, I thought we would, we would have a question on Blade Runner. The first film, which, like I told you, was directed by Ridley Scott. Do you know if Ridley Scott had read the book, Philip K. Dick's Blade Runner, before making the film? The answer is simply yes or no. It is also actually a simple Google search away like most of the answers. So write in to us with your answers at contact at newslaundry.com. Send us a tweet. Otherwise, we do all look at our tweets. We respond to them as well. And we really would like to know what you thought was awful, what you thought was awesome. And as the year comes to a close, I'd just like to wish you a very happy new year. May it be better for all of us than 2016 has been. 
and keep safe be healthy and um thank you abhinandan for doing this thank you it's a wrap all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel 